Hello, world. You are listening to Townley Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Welcome, world, to Townley Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept of money and breaks it down into itty-bitty pieces so that I can understand it better, and hopefully you can too. Today, we're going to talk about credit scores. There's always a big question about credit scores when if you want to buy something, how is it impacted? How do they know if your credit's good or not? Well, that's a credit score. Credit score is a number assigned to a person that indicates to lenders their capacity to repay a loan. So what does this mean? So obviously, well, maybe not obviously. You know, We're going to talk about what the scores are, what they mean, and then how it can impact you. So there's three credit bureaus now. Before, there were quite a lot of bureaus, but they've all basically consolidated down to three. There's Equifax, there's Experian, and there's TransUnion. And the purpose of these bureaus is to keep track of your credit. So everyone you borrow money from, you know, every credit card, every car loan, gets reported to these three bureaus. But here's the deal. They don't always have the same information, so scores could be different at each of them. So for, for instance, the score range for Equifax is if you have a poor score, I'm not sure why they start at 300, but the scoring starts at 300. So 300 to 579 is considered a poor score. And in that case, you're going to be considered a high risk and your interest rates are probably going to be high. The next level is from 580 to 669. That's considered fair. It's obviously not poor, but it's not good. So you're probably going to have maybe a better interest rate than someone that has a poor score, but it is slightly better. And the next range is 670 to 739. That's good. A lot of folks are here in this good range. That means that you're pretty reliable. You may have had a couple of glitches here and there, but for the most part, you're pretty reliable. You're still probably going to pay a little bit higher interest rate than people that are considered very good or excellent, but you know... When you're starting out, when you have no credit at all, you're probably going to start off in this range. The next is 740 to 799. This is very good. Here, you're depending on who you're trying to get credit with, you might start getting some of their best rates. If not their best rates, probably the next to best rate. And then finally, there is excellent, which is 800 to 850. So in this case, people are actively looking for you. These are probably the folks, and in the very good that are probably getting those credit card offers all the time because they see that you're very reliable and of course they can make money off of you. So they're going to consider you a low risk that if they let you borrow money that you're going to be able to repay it with no problems. So that's the scores. Again, I'm not sure why it starts at 300 and ends at 850, but it does for the FICO score. This is the FICO score. There's other scoring ranges. I'm not going to get into all those today but because I, I just want to talk about the concept of a credit score. And most people are familiar with FICO. So I'm sticking with the FICO score. And I, specifically, I stuck with the Equifax range that I found. So why your score matters? Well, you're, when you're borrowing money, it's cheaper. The better, the higher the score that you have, borrowing money is going to be cheaper. So you really want to, and we're going to go over this in just a little bit, how to make your score better. But the reason why is because money will become cheaper to you. So if you need to borrow money for whatever reason, or if you have a credit card, a car loan, a mortgage, those are all things that uh, that that it matters. So you want to you want to keep a good credit score. The next reason is a rental application. So if you're not able to buy a home and you need to rent, a lot of times they will look at your credit score. 
And the reason why they look at your credit score is they want to see how reliable you are. Again, they're kind of lending you money. Well, they're lending you a place to live, but there is some value to it. I mean, they want to be able to lend it to someone who will be able to pay their bills on time. So it could impact your rental application. If you have poor credit, you may not be able to rent. You may not be able to rent an apartment or, or a house. So the next one is credit card approvals and rates. So there are credit cards out there for people with poor credit. Typically, they have to pre-fund them. Basically, they have to give a line of credit. They have to maybe even put $500 down so that they can sit there and borrow. This helps them build their credit. But if you have a good credit score, then you'll, you'll not only get approved, but you'll get a more favorable rate. Again, they're going to have different rates for different people with different credit scores. So you want to keep your credit score in check so that you get those better rates. It'll cost you less money in the long run. Insurance. Here's another industry that will take a look at your credit because some feel that you're, you're a higher risk if you have poor credit. It may impact your auto insurance or your homeowner's insurance. If you're not taking care of other aspects of your financial life, they may feel that you're more of a liability and you may have to pay more or pay a higher rate. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's what's happening today. And finally, employment. If you go into certain industries, if you're in the banking industry or even you know, some higher level jobs or white collar jobs, they look at your credit score. And if you go into management or you know middle management or even upper management, they are concerned about your financial score. So you wanna keep your financial house in order, keep your credit scores high, and if they check that, you want to make sure it does, it's not going to impact your employment. I mean, the financial sector is huge. So if you want to get a job there, you need to make sure that your, your credit is in, is in good standing. So what affects your score? How, how can you make this better? Well, 35% of your score comes from your payment history. So how will you pay your bills on a monthly basis? So if you are late constantly, that's going to impact your score. 35%, that is the largest section of what impacts your score. The next is amounts owed. So in the amounts owed, when you have a total line of credit, let's say you have three credit cards, you have 5,000 on one limit, 5,000 on another limit, and 10,000 on another. So your total ability to spend is 20,000. Well, if you keep those nearly maxed out all the time, that is gonna lower your credit score because they see that as a risk. Conversely, if you if you have twenty thousand dollars, you have three credit cards, five thousand, five thousand, and ten thousand, and you're only using a couple of thousand dollars, and and most times you're paying it off every month, then that's going to help increase that. Now that's thirty percent of your score. So right away, payment history and amount you owe, as opposed to total credit, that's already sixty five percent of your score. Okay. The next is length of credit history. So if you've had a credit card for ten years or you know even longer that's gonna help your credit score because they see you as reliable over, over time. That's 15%, okay? Now, when you're starting out, obviously you're not gonna have credit history, so you're gonna get dinged here a little bit. That's why it's very difficult to get a great credit score when you're coming right out the gate if you have no credit history at all. So right now we've got 35% for payment history, 30% for amounts owed, and 15% for length of history. So all told there now we're at what, uh, 65? Uh, and then 80%. So that's, we only got 20% left to go. So what else is left? Credit mix. So this is the type of credits you have, right? So if you have a mortgage and a car payment and credit cards, that's probably a good mix. It shows that you're a responsible person. And if you can pay those on time in a timely sort of manner because of the, the other factors we've already discussed, that's going to help. And then 
Finally, that's 10%. I'm sorry, credit mix is 10%. And then the final 10% is new credit. So how often you're applying for credit. You want to be mindful of this. You don't want to apply for credit all the time. You want to be very deliberate about what types of credit you have. I know in the past, I started off with a bunch of department store credit cards. You know, you always go to the counter and they tell you, hey, do you want a 10% discount? You know, if you just take on our credit. Well, in the beginning, I did a lot of that because I was trying to establish my credit. But then at some point, I realized that I had way too many credit cards. I had Home Depot, Best Buy. I had all these credit cards with all these crazy interest rates. And I decided to consolidate. So I made a choice not to have department store credit cards, regardless of what their 10% off for that one purchase was going to be. I consolidated down to three credit cards, one that I use more like a debit card, one I use for like international travel, and then the other one that I, I use as, as, as my business. So you, I, I like to consolidate. You can usually keep the interest rates low. I can make sure I'm paying on a timely manner. I don't feel like I'm writing checks all the time to pay on these cards or using my bill pay, I should say. I don't really write them in checks anymore. But that's up to you. That's a personal preference. Do you like Macy's, Best Buy, Home Depot? Do you like your gas cards? I mean, some people like have that because each one probably has its own little thing that it, you know, that, that draws them to it, right? I get, if I use a gas card, maybe gas is cheaper for that. And that could be a big deal, especially right now. So it really is up to you, but you need to pay attention how many cards you have. And then that's going to impact your score. So we have payment history at 35%, amounts owed 30%. That's how much of the credit you're using, the length of the credit your history you had, the types of credit, that's 10%, new credit, how often you're going out to find new, new credit. So, and then all that ends up making up your credit score. So that's what they're using. There's kind of a formula going on in the background. I don't have the specific details on that. They kind of keep that secret sauce to themselves. So best practices, how do you continue, how do you start and continue to have good credit? Well, the first thing is make payments on time. I mean, that's plain and simple. That's 35% of your score right there. If you don't pay your bills on time, you're not going to be seen as a reliable borrower. So you want to make sure that everyone sees you as reliable so that you can get the best rates possible. Keep, the second is keep balances low, available credit high. So you want to keep that ratio I mean, if you need to use it, I mean, understand things happen or, you know, you want to be able to purchase something, but just understand that's going to impact your credit score the more you use your credit. I know it seems kind of backwards, but the more credit you have and the less that you use it actually kind of helps you along the way. The next is open accounts sparingly. You don't want to keep opening a bunch of credit cards at all the different stores you go to. You need to keep in mind you know, what your, what your true goal is, what, what you're trying to accomplish here, and then be mindful of that. So make sure you're opening new accounts sparingly. And when you open one, consider maybe closing another one, you know, instead of just continuing to grow and grow and grow. And then later on, we can talk about how maybe you can up your limits on your existing credit cards as opposed to going to get more credit. All right. Carefully choose when to close accounts. This is also important. Remember, because that length of credit history is important. Now, on some credit, you know, like buying a car or a house, you know, that's going to be a little bit more fixed. You're going to say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to pay this off in five years, or I think they'll even let you go up to seven years on cars now. If you pay those off sooner, just make sure that there's no clause in there that says that there's a penalty for doing that. So in a lot of cases, that won't matter. And those those accounts will close automatically. This is probably more to do with you know credit cards or lines of credit. 
You just need to make sure that when you have those, if you leave them open, if you don't need them, or use them just enough to where they stay active. I mean, and, and if you have an annual fee, then you want to take that into consideration as well. But if you feel like you have too many cards, you kind of need to look at your overall credit, add everything up, see what percentage you're using, and then you can find out you know, what, what strategically you should be closing if you don't want to deal with it anymore. And then finally, and this is very important, I told you there's three credit bureaus. There's Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. They now have to give you a free credit report on an annual basis. One of the things I, I suggest is you check your credit report regularly. Now, you can check all three at once because, like I said, they all have different information about you. They should be pretty close to each other, but they're not going to be the same. But one strategy I suggest you use, if you get one free from each of the bureaus, check it every four months. Take the first one, maybe in January from Equifax. Then four months later, go to Experian, check your credit. And then four months later, go to TransUnion to check it and just keep that rotation going. If you're not going to check your credit on a more regular basis, or if you're not going to pay for credit monitoring, which I highly encourage too, if you can afford it, it's like insurance, then you need to be checking your own credit report to make sure that the accounts open are truly yours and good, and that accounts that you've closed are truly closed. There have been times where I've closed an account, but they don't show up as closed, and I had to dispute it. All right, credit scores. I mean, I, I know it's not a lot of fun, but this is this impacts your money and how it how you can borrow it, how, how much it costs for you to borrow going forward. So the three credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, I suggest that you go ahead and open an account. It's free. You can you can do a lot of things. They'll give you an overall for free. There's a, there's a free tier where you can kind of check your scores and stuff. Make sure you get your annual reports from each of the three bureaus on an annual basis. Maybe divide them up every four months. The score ranges, according to Equifax, is 300 to 579. That's considered poor. 580 to 669, that's fair. 670 to 739, that's good. 740 to 799, very good. And then 800 to 850 is excellent. And be mindful of what that is. But know what your FICO score is. And a lot of banks and credit unions today, if you do business with them, they'll get you that FICO score. So keep, keep that in mind as you go. That way, you'll have an understanding when you go to borrow money, what kind of expectation you can have going forward. Understand what affects your score. You know, the payment history is 35%. Amounts owed is 30%. Length of credit history is 15%. Credit mix or the different types of credit you have is 10%. And when you apply for new credit, that also is 10%. Uh, why it matters is borrowing money is cheaper. There's rental considerations. If you're wanting to rent a property, that might be held against you or in, to be in your favor. Credit card approvals and rates. Of course, the better scores you have, the better the rates and and approvals are going to be. Remember that insurance may be checking your credit as well and taking that into consideration. So you want to keep your credit in good shape there. And finally, employment. If you're looking for that job, especially like in the financial sector, you're going to want to make sure that your financial house is in order. Best practices we covered was make payments on time, keep balances low and available credit high, open new accounts sparingly, and carefully choose when to close accounts because that will also impact your credit and then finally, again, please check your credit report on a regular basis. Hey, reach out to me. Tell me what I missed. What do you think about credit scores? It's a little bit of a mystery. I understand uh, the, the range is kind of quirky, but uh, hopefully this helped you out. Reach out to me. Let me know how I'm doing. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me on LinkedIn at Sean Townley. 
And then finally, go to my website, seantownley.com. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.